honey. Hey. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. What do you think of the hallway? Looks beautiful. You like it? Yes. Yeah. What, what was that? A year in the making? <laughs> Maybe a little more? I think it's been probably... Well, when did I do the rest of the walls? That was like three years ago. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and sorry, not to not to throw any shade. You're the only one that does this stuff in the house, so I really appreciate it. And it... Uh, you painted most of the house, yeah, a few years ago, and then finally yeah. just this last little section where, like... The hallway. Yeah, the door to the office, to Cash's bedroom, to Our the bedroom, guest bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, Needed to happen, and we're doing things around the house it to looks get so it looks so nice. Because it was kind of this, what, citrusy... Yellow. Yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it looked bad, but... Once I got the teal on there, it mm-hmm. looks so much better. It does. It's it really, way more really cohesive. I'm glad that I stuck with that color because it matches the other walls that they're connected to, yep. which are my accent walls. So yep. I'm very excited. Beautiful home. And we'll be able to enjoy it for like a month before we sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple months. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. But that's uh segue into what I've been into this week is a lot of home renovations. Yes. And well, I'm going to stop you there. What, why? Welcome to Life Well Spent <laughs> with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where a married couple does the most minimal amount of research they can on mm-hmm. any given topic. Yeah. Uh, oh. And this month we've got uh, moms. It's mom month, y'all. Mom month. Shout MILF out, month. Shout out to know. moms. What did you say? <laughs> Weren't we going to go with like MILF month or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for the listeners, you guys know when we say mom month, we really mean MILF month. You yeah. know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. So nasty. Sorry. You were about to say something and I interrupted. I Oh, I was going to do that last little tagline, uh, but then I remember we're being positive. So uh, it's where we do the minimal amount of research because we love each other and we love spending time <laughs> with each other. There we go. <laughs> Positivity, positive positivity, yep. love it, love it. Uh, but yeah, this this week has been a lot of uh, going through some stuff. Uh, we're gonna do a garage sale this weekend, mm-hmm. so seeing what we want to get rid of, and you know, like the the natural order of when you're planning on moving, yeah. uh, the stuff that you have to do before that. So uh, replaced a finally replaced that fourth chair cushion in this the kitchen again that was probably a year ago that i did three out of the four and for some reason i just didn't do the last one it's a good motivator to to dot those i's and cross those t's i think a lot of the times when i start on projects i get so excited and then i get three-fourths of the way mm-hmm. through it and i'm like okay that that like scratched i was gonna say you're surface. a 75 percenter and i thought better than me <laughs> better than me i'm a zero percenter so True. i really appreciate your 75 percenter I mean, it, it eventually gets done. Yeah. Yeah. But I really need to work on just like sticking it all the way through. Although the hallway, I, I did it, you know, I mean, granted, it took me only two hours to do, oh, but wow. you know, from start to finish when mm. I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess on that note, uh, we don't usually plug things or anything like that on this, on this uh, podcast, no. but if you know somebody that would like to buy a house in Greeley, <laughs> yeah. Backs up to a pond. It's a very pretty house. It has been lovingly taken care of. Yep. A lot of work done on the main floor, newer appliances, newer roof, newer furnace. Um, Let us know. We're going to get the outside painted here in like a month or so. Yeah, we're going to be painting the exterior. Yeah. Holler at us. If you want somebody, you know, to own a home and to own this home, let us know. Yep. We're getting around the market here. It's soonish. 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 
30 to 60 days yep. is the plan. We're pumped. But what have you been into this week, honey? Well, first of all, uh, while you were painting, mm-hmm. I was at a closing mm-hmm. with some incredible clients, first-time home buyers. So that already put me in like a fantastic mood. Of course. Closing with people on the on their first home purchase is so a exciting. special feeling. And I got an energy drink right after that. So I'm like... You're pumped. I'm all jacked up. What are you going to do with that energy? Jacked up on taurine, baby. <laughs> I don't know. Bring the heat. You want me to bring the heat? Uh, yeah. I'll bring the goddamn heat. Well, I mean, obviously through the podcast, but yes. I'm talking about, is it going to last after the podcast? No, I'll nap. Oh, okay. I'm You'll just, nap. You're just going to crash real no, hard. No idea. Yeah. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll ride this dragon. All right. Um, what have I been into? Yes. So, guys, y'all know, got a PS5 a while ago because my wife said I could. <laughs> and uh, there's a game that just came out this past Friday, I believe. It's called Returnal. And I'm such a dummy. It was like three days after I got the game that I was like, oh, it's it's a portmanteau of Return and Eternal. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. I was like, what a weird name, Return. I know. It was like, once I got a few like rounds into the game, I was like, I, I get, get it. it. <laughs> I get it. So this game is awesome. Uh, you play as this kind of astronaut explorer character. She looks a lot like Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Nice. Same actress that played Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, basically, you just get thrown into this game. You are flying a spacecraft, entering an atmosphere, and you crash land on this planet. Okay. And then your goal is to basically get off the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these cool-looking aliens, and it's very atmospheric and ethereal and gnarly. Uh, the aliens look like a cross between kind of... Uh, I believe it's H.R. Giger. Uh, he created the Xenomorphs from the Alien series. Okay. It has a bit of that feeling, but also uh, a lot of the aliens from Live, Die, Repeat. I don't remember what the original title was, that Tom Cruise movie. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was the original. No, they changed the title. Because uh, oh, the original it... title was kind of vague and people didn't know what it was about. For some reason, I thought uh, the title, original title, was like too close to another movie title, so that's why they had to. That could that could I don't be know. too. I just I remember being like kind of a non-title title, like mm-hmm. like Quantum of Solace was. It's like yeah, well, I don't know what any of those words mean. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, so they they're kind of tenderly and gnarly, um, at least in the first area. So you play through, and then I died pretty quickly because mm. I got into this area with a with a monster that was way tougher than me. And when you die, you go back to the crash landing of the ship. Mm-hmm. You are trapped in this cycle on this planet. So it is a roguelike uh, video game, mm-hmm. which is basically uh, play, die, get better. Uh, you know, the player gets better, but also you get better loot. And then you do, you're supposed to keep playing and dying and getting better and getting further. And usually... I. I feel like those games tend to be more indie developers. Uh, you know, sometimes they might be kind of uh, pixely, 16-bit throwbacks, like Dead Cells was that. Uh, Enter the Gungeon was kind of that style. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. I love them. Uh, but this one is like a proper kind of AAA, you know, millions and millions of dollars put into it. Into is the this production the one value. that you came in and said you finally defeated, like, the... Finally beat the first boss uh, awesome. last night. Yeah. And I was talking to my brother. He got it too. And he did the same thing. It's 
it's a tough game. Um, so far, it's getting, I would say, really good reviews, a mm-hmm. really good reception. Um, I'd say that because it's getting like eights out of tens, which is fantastic. That's that's, really that's good. a really solid game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the kind of major gripes that I've been hearing is that usually in a roguelike game, uh, the the appeal is that you play, you know, you'll play for. 15 30 minutes and then you die and then you start over okay you know so they're kind of quick like Got it's it. a good game kind of a good pick up and play game mm-hmm. this one uh if you're like like i'm starting to get into the second area mm-hmm. first area is this cool like dingy dark kind of cave-ish kind of forest-ish and then the second one is more desert and mountainous um so i was playing last night and I got into the second map, and I probably played for like two hours. And I'm like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> like, I was kind of looking forward to dying, and I died at the second boss. But uh, the issue is, with that, is that you can't pause and save the game in the middle of a run. You, oh, that's annoying. I mean, you you can technically. Like, you can pause it and then uh, put your PS5 in sleep mode. Okay. Um, and then you can pick it up from there. But you can't play another game. Mm-hmm. Because then it'll it'll close that game and you'll have to start over. But also, if, if there's a firmware update on the PS5, they don't notify you about that and it'll close out the program. Mm. So then you'll have to start all over again. So, I mean, I could have turned it off last night, picked up on it again today, but I'm like, I, I don't keep good track of what's going on with the consoles. I don't know if there's a firmware update coming up. And then mm-hmm. it'll I'll lose all that progress. Right. So that's the only issue. I get that that's an issue. I don't think that's gonna be too much of an issue or come up too often. Mm-hmm. But uh, so far, it's it is so cool and it's it's got a lot of surprises in the story for me. So, uh, for example, like in your very first run, um, like all roguelikes, the map is procedurally generated. Mm-hmm. So every run is going to be different as far as how you progress through the area. Um, but there is a, I guess, a location. Uh, so it's all like this alieny kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this one location, and there is a mid-century modern home just sitting mm-hmm. on a hill. And it okay. turns out it's uh, your character has some sort of connection to this home. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she goes in and looks around and yeah, it's like maybe she grew up there or she was living there before she left or something like that. And then it turns out there's this creepy astronaut like in a in a pretty modern, maybe even a little older, like 80s spacesuit that's following you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really unsettling. Like it's not, in the, on, on the surface it's not scary, but it's just all of that combined. And then, the, and then there's this weird astronaut person with like a helmet on, you can't see him. They're following you. Kind of suspenseful then. It's yeah. It's creepy. Like there hasn't been any real jump scare moments. Yeah. But it's just a very unsettling atmosphere that really works well. Sounds like they're building towards something. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and uh, sometimes, so when you die and you go back to the start, you can mm-hmm. go into your spaceship that you crash landed in. And there's different stuff you can do in there. You can check your progress. You can do like daily challenges, stuff like that. But... Uh, I was looking around and I saw that you can sit back in the pilot seat if you wanted to. So I did that and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. And then I looked out the front windshield. Mm-hmm. The astronaut standing right there. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate, oh. 
You know, it's he, like a ghost following he you or around. She did, yeah, he or she doesn't do anything, just stands there and stares at you. Ooh, yeah. Hated it. That spiritual it's, yeah. world, uh, they're, they're, astronaut ghost. Yeah, there's some connection to the character's mother. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that if she is the astronaut. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to uh, wait and see. I'm loving it so far. That's I, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting some more runs in mm-hmm. every once in a while. So mm. Nice. Good stuff. Love it. Yes. Very cool. Um, well, yeah, we've got uh, the month of May is Mom Month, Milf Month, whatever you want to call it. Mommy Milf Month. Mommy Milf Month. Alliteration, baby. That was really hard to say. Mommy Milf, Milf, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I only completed 75%. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. It's, you know, I, Gotta keep you're up consistent. On that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sexiest thing about you is your consistency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought for the first week um, that I would go over like epic birthing stories. Start from the beginning. What makes you a mom, right? Give birth to a child. So uh, I found uh, quite a few just fun, quick stories that I Mm -hmm. can go over and we can talk about them. And can I ask you questions about the birthing process? I don't want to interrupt stories, but uh, yeah, you know. Well, how about this? We're going to, because I thought I could share my birthing story first. And then... um, that way you can get out your questions and then I can go over the fun stories. Absolutely. Uh, so, okay, let's see. Back in September 27th, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cash was born on the day um, that he was due. I didn't even know that was a thing before it happened to Cash. I thought that was like a myth that kids are born on their due date. I know. It's so weird. I yeah. feel like it's pretty rare for that to happen. I would imagine so. Right? Um, but, man, they, they nailed it. And I think it was, yeah, that morning I woke up to a really loud pop noise down there. Uh, so that actually woke me up. Heard or felt? You said pop noise. I heard it. No. And I felt it. That's wild. It... So, and I'm wondering because I could feel it first, is it kind of resonated through my body yeah. and like, you know. Well, and I imagine similar to like when you break a bone, some people say they can hear it, but of yeah. course like you can't can't hear it externally it's something you hear like in your, your body, body. Oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah that is wild it was really weird it was like seven in the morning and because i think the the night before i was getting really impatient and i really wanted him out and i think yeah. was it darcy that came over our friend darcy had come over maybe is that or maybe right? or was it you and i that somebody went with like a two mile walk with me and then oh. I also drank, like, I think they say, like, cranberry juice helps or cranberry tea. Or... I've heard spicy stuff can help. Yeah, so I, I'm sure heard, I tried uh... it all. I think I took a bath, and they say, like, you're supposed to... I remember to... the bath. Yeah, yeah. to kind of spread out your legs a little bit and relax your, like, hip bones to kind of mm. open the birth canal. Sorry if this is gross for anybody, but no, whatever. No, you know it's... what? You know it what? It is Mommy Milf Month. We're getting into it. <laughs> we're getting into the dirty. Yeah, we're getting in that uterus. So that way, if you don't have kids, you know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know? And... Again, this is personal. Correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't do the coitus part because I've heard that sex no, is didn't. also a, a yeah. I don't think we did encourager. Yeah. <sighs> Shit, I still regret it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever I did worked because then yes. the next morning it was like twelve hours later and it it worked. But um, I'm surprised it was that late. I thought it was even earlier, but I'm sure you're right. Yeah, I, I remember it being maybe it was six thirty seven. I don't know. I think I just slept in a little later those days than I do now. Well, that could be... Well, because I think I, I woke up, and I didn't tell you right away. Yeah. Because I, I got out of bed, and I'm, like, dripping. 
like because the fluid is coming out of me, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm walking into the bathroom, and I'm like, "Well, I got to clean up." So I'm, I go to the bathroom, I take a shower, I end up just getting ready for the day. I put on my makeup, I like, did my hair. <laughs> Still so wild. <laughs> well, because I'm thinking like I'm not feeling anything right now, yeah. so it's fine, and I'm calm. I'm like, "Oh, well, he's coming today." I- Part of that might just be that you know me so well that if you were to tell me, I'd be like, okay, what do we do? Where are we going? What do we do? <laughs> but it, yeah, like you taking your time makes all the sense. Totally the took my time. Yep. And then finally, I, I just kind of like nudged you away. I'm like, honey, um, so my thing popped and... Weirdest way in the world to wake up. <laughs> you're so uh, calm. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get up and get ready. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. I'm feeling, I think you might have asked me how I was feeling. I said, I'm feeling fine. No contractions yet. Um, Still just kind of hanging out, waiting for the contractions to start. And I started Mm -hmm. feeling like a little bit of cramping, maybe like 30 to 60 minutes later. Mm -hmm. Um, But nothing too substantial. And then I think at one point I was getting hungry and I thought, well, once we get to the hospital, I won't be able to eat anything. So Mm -hmm. I I think I sent you out to go get like, was it donuts or a bagel or something? Is that right? I sent wow. you out to go get me something, and I, because I, I think what I that. ate, what it was it? I tried to eat some type of breakfast, whether it was oatmeal or bagel at home. It was not doing it for me, and so I think I sent you out to go get something. I'm guessing a donut, huh. and then when you got back, I was like, "Ooh, they're really coming now!" Like it was, uh, my contractions were happening. Huh. More I, I remember it a little differently, but I you want do. you to keep wanna... going because no, this is your story. Oh well, I want to hear what you remember. Though. All I, mean, I remember I wanna... is us like me getting ready, and then when we I got ready, then we went to the hospital. We were checking in, and that's when they really started to hit. Hmm. I don't remember don't going remember to pick this. up any food. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember the minute you came back, I was like, yeah, I think you know. Wow. And Which, you, you, you said something about like, oh, we should time it or have you been timing it or something. And yeah, we I just were said, far well, away been... from the hospital. We weren't very, no. like 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. So I think you might have called in mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, they said, wait five minutes in between contractions and then bring her in. That's okay. what our doctor said. None of that's familiar, but I believe, okay. <laughs> I totally believe you. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up, we went to the hospital and then I, I really started to feel it because when you were checking us in, I had to, I think they got a wheelchair for me because they could see that I was starting to have really intense contractions. You were, you were hitting, I don't think you I were was pounding over. on the desk, but yeah, you were. I was holding onto the desk yeah. real tight and I think you real tight when it would start and they're like, well, let's get you upstairs and then we'll finish checking you yeah, in. Yeah. Um, Good instincts. Right? Yeah. So then they, they brought me upstairs and I think we just kind of got ready they asked when i wanted the epidural mm-hmm. and i i want to say i probably waited until i was like four or five centimeters before i got an epidural because i knew that if i were to wait so long that they wouldn't give it to me and i wanted to get it like as yeah. soon as i could yeah and because i remember them saying at the the birthing classes yeah that we took beforehand that you can they get said, past a point of no return where they exactly. won't give you the epidural and yeah. that it could take up to 45 minutes to an hour to get one so yeah. they said, as soon as you feel like you need one, tell them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember your your uh, contractions. You were in quite a bit of pain, and then that epidural hit, and you were pretty I good. was coasting. Yeah. I was FaceTiming my sister. I think I was just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I was fine after that. Granted, that process is not nearly 
not really it shouldn't be about me but when you got that uh, that epidural that also helped with my stress oh good because of course i i well, can't want to see me in pain. i can't handle you being in pain it, right. it's the worst like it's like you being in pain and cash being in pain are the same level of disconcerting to me yeah uh, so yeah that was i was relieved when it kicked in and you're just you're just kind of hanging out and you were talking to your mom and your sister mm-hmm. but please keep going with the story yeah no and uh i do remember at one point so i think i called my sister when we were still at the house i mean i called mom first mm-hmm. let her know she's like okay i'll get ready and then just let me know when you're heading to the hospital i call kayla she's never gone into like see a birth before she has no idea what to expect at this point she's probably like what in her early 20s yeah yeah early 20s yeah and um she freaked out the moment i told her like really? it's early she was like oh my god amber how <laughs> Like she had so many questions. She's like, do I get ready right now? Do I just wait for you? Like, are you going to the hospital right now? Like, how quickly is this going to happen? And I just kind of was like, take a take a breath. I'm fine. Like, you know, like I'm kind of just barely getting contractions. I'll let you know when we head to the hospital. But yes, get ready for the day. So that way, when it's time, you can come meet us at the hospital. <laughs> she was freaking out. That's not like her. She's she's pretty, pretty even keeled. Yeah. I, I feel like at most times, especially medical stuff, I feel like she's... Uh, yeah. Am I wrong? Um, I think when it comes to something that she's not, has never done before, not used to doing, then like anxiety kicks in. Yeah. That, that's a good point. You know, for, for the, most the, anybody. The unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, then I think, you know, I, I don't even remember who got to the hospital first. Cause then I also called Darcy and let yeah. her know about it. And she was very excited. Mm. And so she, you know, I think she was even staying with her parents here in Greeley during oh, that time. Oh, is that right? Because maybe that's why. Because she knew that it was going to be around that weekend, and she stayed with her parents here, and so that's when oh. she came over and walked with me oh, the night okay. before. That's cool. I think I think she she might have to confirm with me, but um, so then yeah, we hung out. I feel like for not very long, and then it was I think what time did we get to the hospital? Like nine o'clock. About maybe roundabouts. Yeah. Um, everybody met us there, hung out for a while, got my epidural. I was coasting. Um, and then I think at one point, it's you and Darcy were getting hungry. And I think I remember you asking me, is it okay if I go get lunch knowing that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to eat anything. And is it okay if we bring it back here? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm not hungry. I'm doing great. Yeah. Well, I believe your mom and sister went and got food first. That's true. They did. And then it was Darcy and my turn. So they were tag teaming. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, but I, I remember when things started to really escalate, I could feel things like dripping. And Uh, at first I think I, what was it? I asked mom, I said, Oh, will you, will you look and help me like wipe away? I thought it was still like amniotic fluid coming uh out of me. Yeah. And it's, it was just annoying. Like, it's just like a slow drip. It feels like you're slowly peeing your pants. Oh, that is annoying. It's so annoying. I imagine. Yeah. And so I said, can you just wipe it for me? And she's like, Oh yeah, no problem. And so she looks down there and. I said, is it just fluid? She's like, no, it's actually, it's like, it's blood now coming. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's getting closer to that time. Yeah. You know? Because at this point, I think they gave me like one of those big ass yoga balls to put in between my legs to keep my uh, hips open. Ah, okay. So that way it helps, you know, um, dilate me. I don't know. Um, But I remember they had to put me on um, oxygen because I, at one point, Mm -hmm. I started to shake and so they were piling blanks blankets on me and got some oxygen in me and then of course an IV 
to kind of help regulate stuff, I Wasn't guess. it also that Cash had the umbilical cord around him, so his oxygen level's a little low, so that's why they that's, wanted to give yep. you oxygen? So, yep. in tandem, okay. Yeah, and then I think he was kind of coming down the birth canal, and so if I would, I had to lay on my side, mm-hmm. um, because if I laid on my back, then it, his oxygen went way down, too. Okay. So I had they had me on my side, and I remember kind of like, it was pretty shortly after I got the epidural because then I think I could start to feel one side of my, like my leg again, and the other one was pretty numb. Ah. Um, because I think all the like the juice from the epidural, right, right, is just going to one side. Um, but then yeah, you and Darcy swapped mom and Kayla after they went to eat in the cafeteria, and you guys went and got uh, what was it, Big City Burrito? Big City, yeah, yeah, uh, which was just in time because I remember you came back in, and the nurse was like, "We're ready." Yeah, we didn't even finish our burritos. No. We, like, I think we ate half and we're like, we should probably get back in there. Like, we don't want to, you know, sit around and, you know, gossip and eat our burritos for too long. So, yeah, we came back in. And that was, like, as soon as you walked in the door, I think she said, we're ready. And you're like, ready for what? Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) What are we ready for? Yeah. She's like, we're we're ready to go. Let's let's get the show on the road. That was terrifying. (laughs) Um, But it was... uh, I don't even think I, I, when it was started time to push, I don't even think I pushed for maybe 20 minutes. It was very, very short. Um, and I had to push on my side again, because they wanted to make sure that he, his, uh, oxygen level mm-hmm. didn't go down too far. Um, and I just was having a really hard time getting his head out. So they had to cut me a little bit. That was, that was tough to watch. Oh, you watched that part? Oh yeah. I watched wow. the whole thing. Yeah. I was super interested. Yeah. When they cut you you know, at the the base of the vagina. Mm-hmm. I, I assume I'm getting all those <laughs> medically <laughs> those technical somewhat terms. accurate. Um, yeah, because then you said, ow, 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 ow. I was like, oh, no, no, I hate all this. See, no, I don't remember that. Really? Thing. Yeah, yeah no. I remember you. I was hoping you wouldn't feel it, but you did, and I felt terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary, and that way it doesn't just, my understanding is if you don't cut, it might just, like, Rip. Tear, yeah, yeah, which of course would be much more painful and and, I think and the, much harder to yeah deal with after the fact. Well, and the it was the either the the nurse or the doctor that was delivering cash said, you know, I I could have allowed you to keep you know pushing him out. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, but because his oxygen level was so low and you just we wanted to get him out so quick and he was right there, I just helped you out a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, that's fine, you know, if that, that saves sense. me from pushing for another twenty minutes, go for it because mm-hmm. that was. Yeah, it's exhausting. I bet. I, I can only imagine. I mean, can think about, and I think I probably asked you afterwards, like, did I poop? <laughs> I, mean, I think everyone was like, no, you didn't. You were fine. Yeah, no poop. No poop. No poop. I do remember going, like, before we went to the hospital, because I'm thinking, thinking, like, you know, I better try now. Yeah. So that way I'm, I'm going to feel better about it later. But Yeah. Um, sorry, TMI, guys. But you know what? It's, it's fine. It's Mommy Milf Month. <laughs> if you don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then, yeah, he he was out, and you got to cut the umbilical cord and gave put him his him on first the bath. Yeah, they gave him. Yeah, yeah. I think he went on your chest first, and then I gave him a bath. Yeah, a little later. Yeah. And I don't. How did you feel when he first came out? Uh, I I don't. Do you remember? Like it wasn't like, you know, total, totally enamored. It's more. Just 
immediate responsibility of like, okay, this thing is alive. I need to keep it alive. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it was just like attentive. It's not, for me, it wasn't like, oh my boy, I love him so much. It was just like, how do I not kill you? Right. Yeah. But I feel like you took to him really quickly because I think uh, somebody had a kid before us. I think, mm. was that Claire? And I, I think you, when you held June, you were so delicate. I'm terrified you, of babies. You didn't know how to hold her. But to this day, cash, I'm terrified of babies. Yeah. It's like you just, you held him like it was nothing and it was Yeah, natural. there is a weird kind of reaction for, mm-hmm. from the guy's perspective. At least I felt it of like, okay, this is, this is my son. This is yeah. my baby. Time to hold him. Time to wash him. Time like right. You know, you, it's almost like you don't have time to be super delicate or super nervous. It's just like this is my son. Now it's time to mm-hmm. be dad and do dad stuff. Right. Um. Like you know when he, we, decided to get him circumcised, which, I, whatever. However you feel about circumcision, but it's just what we decided. Um. I told Amber like I I'm gonna be there. Because yep. this Gotta is be something we're opting to do mm-hmm. for, t- like, to our son. So, yeah. least I can do is be there, bear so this responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I usually do that with Cash. You you were in with him with probably one of his worst, uh, I would say medical situation, but it was a dental situation. It was a dental situation. Yeah, he got crowns yeah. on his teeth and he just screamed bloody murder, the poor guy. He was crying, I was crying, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah. Never going back to that place again. No, no. I was there for a spinal tap that was done on him when he was young. Oh, I had to wait outside the room. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't watch it, but I heard him and that made me cry. Yeah, I also had the benefit, well, I mean, there was the benefit of him being kind of post-seizure and still a little drugged up. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I think it could have gone a lot worse, but um, so as you can imagine, he is... Sorry, this is getting away from the birth story, but just he was sitting on the bed and they kind of bend him over so they have good access to his spine. And I'm directly in front of him, staring at him, like talking to him. Mm -hmm. No chance in hell I'm looking at his back and seeing that needle go in. Yeah. Like that's. Like you watched, you probably watched me get it done. Or were you standing in front of me? I don't remember. I might have been standing in front of you too. I think the idea of a needle going into somebody's back really grosses me out. Well, especially when it's like six inches long. Yeah, I guess a needle that size in general going anywhere is not, is not my uh, idea of a good day. Yeah. So yeah, I tend to avoid those. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always been not a big needle guy. When I was a kid, I was act- actively scared of them. Now they're just not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, when he came out and they put him on my chest, I was expecting, because you hear other moms say, like, oh, it's an immediate, like, unconditional love that you feel and, like, uh, mm-hmm. euphoria and mm-hmm. this and that. I didn't feel that. Yeah. I felt more of, like, relief because he's out of me. Right. And I'm like, okay, I don't have to push anymore. This is my baby. Hey, this is what he looks like. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, nice to meet you, buddy. I think I remembered saying that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and were... just, just like in awe of this person that was inside of my belly that's now outside of my belly. Yeah. You know? Um, but I never got like the, I don't even know how else to describe it besides like the euphoric feeling or the, mm-hmm. the tingly, like you don't even know how to describe it. It's just undying love that you've never felt before. Yeah. I think I grew into it with him. It, if if I could use one word to potentially describe the way you were feeling, you'd be yeah. like, oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah, dope. <laughs> I got a kid now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Totally agree, though. I, yeah. I, I think we talked about this when Cash was like a newborn. It's like, again, for me, it was more so the responsibility and then the love, you know, the unconditional love. Really, you really start to feel it maybe a few weeks to a month yeah. after for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, you knew that you loved him, but yes. you didn't fall in love with him. Yeah, that's, it took that's a while a great to fall in to love with it. him. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very surreal moment. And I think after he came out, something I did not expect to happen that I don't think I've ever heard any other mom talk about when they do a vaginal birth mm. is the way that your stomach feels after. So weird. All of a sudden you have this big void in your stomach of uh. what used to be a hard rock. And then I, I, I don't even know why I touched my stomach, but I did. And it felt like a big old waterbed. It was cool. it was so. Cool. It was the craziest thing. I'm sitting there like making yeah. waves with my belly, yeah. and I remember telling you like, "Babe, look at this, feel this. Isn't this the weirdest thing that you've ever seen?" Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has like their own insecurities about their body, but I feel like you've never been, like, you've never put something on and been like, oh, "Does this make me look fat?" Like, you've never been like that. You've been relatively secure in your body, so I feel yeah. like a situation like that. Some people might be like, "Oh my God, this looks so weird," and not all you were you were like into it. I had never. And had then that. of course I'm into it, so I'm touching. I'm like, "That's so weird." I think it even so when soft. my brother showed up, he touched it too. Yeah. yeah. I think anybody who wanted to touch my belly, I'm like, "Just touch it." Yeah, it's you, so weird. you were you were <laughs> telling people to go for it. It was the craziest feeling ever. It was yeah. a big old marshmallow. I don't even know how. It's super it soft. So cool. It was just like skin and it, nothing underneath it. You didn't get to touch your. Uh, Placenta. Placenta. Dar- yeah. Darcy and I did. Maybe even your sister. You touched it? You so all cool. touched it? Oh, I didn't yeah. realize. We touched it. I played with it. Like, yeah, it was so cool. What Was it like a slimy uh, it film al- thing? It almost looked like uh, it was like a bladder filled with liquid. So yeah. it almost kind of looked like a, almost like a liver, just softer. Got it. Because it and has... Bigger. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's got, you know, it's full of like iron and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got that real almost if not black kind of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and again, waterbed. Yeah. So cool. As opposed to a void like your belly was where it's just like real kind of soft and airy. Uh-huh. This was just like, yeah, like uh, old timey when you'd have like a cramps or something, you'd mm-hmm. have this big water thing that you would fill up with like oh, water the from the kettle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. Just oh, that's see-through cool. and black. That's crazy. So dope. Yeah, I remember they, because once they got me all settled, and I think they had to like, well, maybe they waited to stitch me up until, because I had to do the birth of the placenta. They had to like push on my stomach. I think really hard. I must have been doing bath time at that. I think you were. Yeah. Or doing or. I don't know. It must have been bath time. I was busy. <laughs> you were busy with the baby. And here I am doing a second birth. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, super uncomfortable. They oh. had to really push on your stomach. Ow. Or lack thereof because I had nothing in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, and just had to kind of like slide it down and yeah. have it come out of me. And Weird. It, yeah. Didn't like that part. But yeah. uh, that part. And then, of course, I think before he came out... There was a nurse that came in to check to see how dilated I was. And they had told me, if you're having a contraction, let us know because we don't want to be in there when you're having a contraction because it would hurt. Oh. And so I said, okay, you know. and so In, in you. In me. Uh, not in the room. No, no, no. Yeah. So, totally makes sense. Um, she came in, checked, and I think right before I think she came to check, I was having a contraction. And I don't remember if I told her or if I was like, oh. is this a contraction now while she's in me? Because then oh. I think I might have told her 
after the fact. And so she's like, oh, okay. And instead of like, this is kind of gross too. Um, instead of just like, here, let me take my fingers out real yeah. quick. It was like, let me shove it in there a couple more times and Ow. then take it out. So that's why you heard me crying out in pain at that time when the nurse was under there. Because I think even mom was like, that freaked me and Garrett out because yeah, she's doing something. And we're like, stop touching her. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, she like ran it into me another couple times. I'm like, you know, okay. You told me to tell you I did. And then you didn't take it out right away. So this pain is on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, so I think labor total was like three hours and so fortunate and lucky mm-hmm. that it was as, as quick as it was. Cause I think of like people that are in labor for, well, days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and the idea of you walking around and like having to kind of squat down <sighs> and then you get in the tub and then you get out of the tub. That would drive me nuts. I'm not a patient person. Because it, it is, would, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. And granted, you know. And of course, I'm making this more about me. I'm just saying, for, I'm sure <laughs> you would be furious being that uncomfortable for that long. I mean, just people that give birth are just incredible. Yeah. Totally incredible. I mean, the, yeah, those women that have to do that for hours on end and or days on end like i commend you because yeah it is so exhausting and it's so draining on your body um that even like the recovery after that i mean after we you know we got the the achiness of when you're sick mm-hmm. it it's like that just your whole body is just like not wanting to do anything and then you're expected to push after feeling that way like i'm such a whew. baby i wouldn't there's no way in hell i could do it yeah yeah it's, it's crazy so uh, luckily I had a, a pretty easy pregnancy and, and birth, but I know a lot of women have it a lot tougher than that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, just know that women are warriors when it comes to <laughs> birthing a baby. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and I think we stayed for a couple of days and then headed home and we were like, what do we do with them now? I really liked hospitals before that. Staying yeah. in that hospital for, yeah, two and a half or three days really sucked. Yeah. And then uh, our son has a seizure condition, so we've had other hospital stays after that. Mm-hmm. They always suck. They the, always. Those beds are so... Well, if you're lucky enough to get a bed, if it's not a couch or a cot, mm-hmm. those things... Uncomfortable. Terrible. Really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to go over... That took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. No, but that's a great story. I've got some really fun... It's the birth of our young king. Stories. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It deleted my... Oh boy! My window. Oh no! Oh. Uh, so my understanding is the ring of fire is a thing. Are you familiar with that at all? Yes. What does that mean again? Is that the butthole or is that the vagina? The vagina. Okay. So if you don't get an epidural, like I, I felt the fire. Oh uh, yeah. Um, because especially towards the end, no matter if you, you get the epidural or not, you're gonna feel something. You're gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the amount that you feel. But uh, yeah, the the ring of fire is real and you feel like it's like a gaping hole down there and so do you think johnny cash was singing about wanting to have sex with a woman while she's giving birth because i don't think that's appropriate oh no okay that's ooh. yeah i think that's i think that's not okay <laughs> i'm you know i'm not one to yuck yums but johnny cash don't do that please don't do that she's got other things going on yeah yeah oh no i might have to just try this off of i did write down like the titles of the story so i might have to just do this off of my memory 
a show that always baffled me. I'm just going to vamp. Please. A show that always baffled me was, was it called like, I didn't know I was pregnant? Was that a show yes. on MTV? Yep. I mean, I, 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 I'm not a woman. Well, I'm, I'm not a person who is pregnant, who is given birth. I will never be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it baffles me that somebody, I mean, I understand that if somebody is, is uh, overweight and they don't see the physical, but mm-hmm. you seem to be going through so many changes that were not yeah. just the physical expansion of your belly and the putting on weight. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, well, and I think some women even maybe in that instance, they still get their period every month. So then they just think like it's period related oh, symptoms. Right. right. Um, I've even seen women who don't even look pregnant because the baby grows like vertically as opposed to horizontally from you or perpendicular. Oh, wow. So it's like they probably look like they had just eaten a big lunch and that was it. Big old baby burrito. I mean, those ones like amaze me because I'm like, how is that baby in there full grown? That's wild. And it's just, it's up. But anyways, I did find them. So I'm going to go over a few of these. Uh, one of them is called labor relations. So a couple who didn't speak English came into, came in ready to deliver. The man kept trying to get out of the delivery room, but we kept insisting, this is from a nurse's perspective, Mm -hmm, by the way. mm -hmm. Uh, but we kept insisting he had to stay for moral support. When the baby emerged, I turned the man's head. So his eyes were on the delivery. Unfortunately, the next day I found out that he wasn't the woman's husband. He was her brother. Oh, Hence the, I don't want to look and she, but why would you force a man to be like, no, you need to watch your, your baby be delivered. Nurses are so important, so undervalued in our society, but I feel like sometimes nurses, I think it's just because they deal with so much shit. Mm -hmm. Like they kind of, they take on all the hardest stuff. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little too calloused maybe. Like, I don't think that's cool. I mean, I was so into you giving birth. Like, I was mm-hmm. so curious and inquisitive. I wanted to see all of it yeah. happening. Um, but if if a guy doesn't, you know, that's like if, uh, you know, I, I got a big cut on my leg and I had to have stitches. And you were like, no, I, oh, I don't want to see. And the nurse is like, no, you watch. It's like, no, right. <laughs> it is a medical procedure and some people aren't okay with that. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I would encourage... Like, no people's boundaries. I would encourage any man to, to watch their child be born... But if you can't handle it, then, yeah, last thing you want is somebody fainting in there or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Or watching, looking at your sister's vagina as she gives birth. Yeah. Um, this one is called Bottomed Out. Bottomed Out. I know. Out. <laughs> oh, okay. This painting a picture for you. Yeah. Um, a mom wouldn't budge from the toilet because she felt a bowel movement coming. Uh, which is a sensation that you, you feel like you have to poop, but really it's a baby. Um, a common sensation when it's time to push. I was trying to coax her back to the delivery table so the baby wouldn't land headfirst in the water. Finally, she lunged for the table between, or lunged for the table, but ended up wedged, squatting between the table and the wall. I didn't have the baby... I didn't want the baby to hit the floor, so I had to slide under the bed on my back like an auto mechanic changing a muffler. That's I finally cool. caught the baby on a pillow. That's cool. <laughs> the nurse was like, okay, we're doing it this way. Let me get in there. Again, see, nurses being being go-getters. Heroes. Being doers. Heroes. They don't ask why, they ask why not. Yep. Deliver the truth. 
distraught that baby number four was a girl again, one dad threw his hands up in the air and said, as soon as we're leaving here, we're trying again. The mom and I both yelled, oh yeah, you'll be doing it alone then. While I delivered the placenta, I asked a nurse to draw a diagram for him, showing how it's the sperm that actually determines gender. He was much more subdued after that. I didn't know the sperm determined the gender. Apparently. Okay. Well, yeah. good to know. Um, yeah. That first of all, what a dumb thing to say. When we're done here, we're trying again. It's like. Uh, first off, sir. Yeah. This would be what was it, baby number five? If they were to try again. Yeah. And you gotta wait six weeks, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Slow your Selfish. roll, sir. And who gives a shit if you have four daughters? You got four beautiful, awesome daughters. daughters. Yeah. Uh, this one's called Point, Click, and Push. Eager to have her baby's birth captured on film, a mom started to get pretty annoyed when her husband, who was manning the camera, got woozy and sat down. Mm. She couldn't coax him out of his daze, so she grabbed the camera and started snapping away herself while pushing the baby out. That is on a whole new mom level. That's... I want to get these photos. If you're not going to do it, fuck it, I'll do it myself. That's so impressive. <laughs> I... I, How crazy! The, the you know the saying is like women are so much better at multitasking. It's and some people are like ah, I don't know that that is this is the story for the multitasking yes, for sure. That is superb execution. If you want a job done, do it your damn self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, air of authority. A patient was having trouble pushing. Her belly was numb from the epidural, so I told her to push hard enough that she could feel it in her chest. I was demonstrating so intensely that I passed gas really loudly. (laughs) (laughs) I told her, see, if you push, things happen down there. That's awesome. She laughed so hard that she ended up giving birth to her baby in hysterics. That's incredible. Can you imagine you're laughing your baby out of you? Like, that's crazy. So cool. Like, the example happens and an anatom- uh, anatomical reaction happens, mm-hmm. which causes another reaction that causes another, like... Yeah. Bodies are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this other one, um, I won't go through the whole thing, but basically um, she insisted on holding her screaming 15-month-old while she was uh, giving birth. Because I'm guessing the baby only wanted her. Um, so that's another multitasking. You're like... yeah. You know, helping your baby out while you're pushing out your next child. Jeez. Uh, This one's called Jarring Reaction. A dad called in to inform us that his wife's water had broken. We told him to hurry to the hospital. He arrived quickly, holding a jar of her amniotic fluid. Unfortunately, he left the wife at home. (laughs) Wait. Oh, my. Why? Why all of that? Why all of that? Why would you? None of that makes sense. It makes no sense. How did you get the amniotic fluid in a jar is what I want to want to know. Because you'd have to catch it as it's coming out. I mean, granted, for me, it like dribbled out. So unless he kind of just stood there and had her there Is there any benefit to to having a sample of the amniotic fluid? I don't know. I would assume that if they needed to test that amniotic fluid... It would would... be during pregnancy. Yeah. Or, like, if she shows up to the hospital, they're like, oh, we'll just take a quick swab and see if whatever is... Yep. Yeah. Boy, that's... But to say, my... Her water has broken. They're like, yeah, come here quick. And he's like, he just thought to bring the fluid. That's like So does this mean we have to come now? (laughs) That's that's a real, you gotta see the forest from the trees situation. (laughs) You're getting caught up in the in the small picture. Yeah. Think big picture. 
Oh my gosh, can you imagine the the look on the nurse's face when she gets a jar of amniotic fluid? Like, where's your wife? Um, This one is called Get a Grip. A baby waiting to be born was in a funny position, head down, but with her hand up by her head. As the doctor was checking the mom, the baby grabbed the OB's hand and would not let go. Oh. That's kind of cute. That's super cute. <laughs> but you're like, let go of me so I can get you out of your mom. Uh, story about your birth. Uh-huh. Uh, so I remember at one point, uh, Cash was crowning. Mm-hmm. And I remember the nurse, like, she just started to play with his hair. Because mm-hmm. he had a real a decent amount of hair yeah he had a bit of a head of hair on there and so she showed us like see you can play with this hair and she's like kind of twirling it and stuff and i was like oh hell yeah i got in there and i started touching his hair and stuff i'm like oh that's weird that's, that's so, so cool. crazy yeah. it's like he's right there yes you know that's nuts um last one i have for you is called one two three jump so on her way to a the maternity ward a mom stood up from her wheelchair and the baby fell right out of her body whoa he apparently was just dangling from the umbilical cord. Uh, she said, we called him the bungee cord baby. That's <laughs> Nurse Kathy. <laughs> wild. Wild. Yeah. I mean, you hear about really crazy stories of people having babies in parking lots. Yeah. Or I think I saw one that someone had a baby on the airplane. So they had to do an emergency landing and get the uh, the baby and the mom off. But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, if there's ever, you know, maybe in the future, if there is a... A nursing student or somebody who is just getting into the nursing uh, or medical field. assistant, yeah, mm-hmm. field. Uh, the one thing I would recommend is just stay cool, stay frosty, don't get heated, don't get stressed, mm-hmm. because the best nurses I've interacted with, they just act like everything's another day at the office and it's a fun game. They make yeah. it, you know. Uh, the one time that it was tough was uh, so our son was having a seizure. Mm-hmm. He's having a really long one, so we had to take him to the emergency room. And uh, he was at the hospital, and he, uh, I believe he, like, threw up, and, and he was choking on it a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, maybe a nursing student, uh, a woman who seemed a little a little green, mm-hmm. if you will, and, like, kind of nervously said to the doctor, like, he's aspirating on his, uh, you know, on his vomit or whatever. And the doctor's like, okay, clear it out. Mm. And I was like, okay. The doctor's okay. Yeah. The the nurse was concerned, mm-hmm. but then I saw you know, and nothing against the nurse. She's doing her job, but she just she got nervous. But then she I looked concerned. at somebody who appeared to me to have a little more experience. Mm-hmm. Was cool, yeah. and it's like okay, if if the medical professionals are fine, then I'm totally fine. Right. When they're not fine, that's when I'm terrified. Right. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, with any situation in a uh, maternity ward room, yeah. um, I feel like they never, if if Cash, I mean, because Cash had the um, umbilical cord around his neck a couple of times. Yeah. And instead of, because they see it all the time, I'm sure, but they were like, oh, you know, well, I just got to pull on this real quick. Because I think his head was out and you probably saw that the umbilical cord yeah, was I there. Did see that. She had to kind of pull on the, the cord a little bit yep. to loosen it and then let him out again. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like, Oh no, like he's he's blue yeah. or whatever. It was oh okay. Well, let's just take yeah. that off, and he's gonna be able to breathe again. We'll my understanding out. is that's relatively common mm-hmm. in both cord around the around the throat. Yeah, I think it happened um, to my sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, like if if something's bad, you know, and a medical professional is visibly concerned, of course they're only human. That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I I just I'd recommend working on your poker face because it. 
helps me out, you know, when everybody is, is... And I wonder if that's in the training, too. Of gotta like, be, right? They look to you <clears throat> yeah. to kind of... Like, you, you kind of set the tone in the room. Yeah. So they see you freaking out, they're going to freak out, and it's just the tension is going to... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help anybody. Well, and by no means is it on the same level, but, uh, you know, in, in my industry as a realtor, if you mm-hmm. start heightening people's emotions, you know, you're setting the pace. Yeah. So if you're like getting frustrated at another agent and you vent that to your clients, they feed on that energy and it becomes uh-huh. combative, you know? So it's, I think managing energy in a room is vital for, of, of course, for the medical field, because that is often life and death mm-hmm. in mine there's there's a lot of money on the line but hopefully nobody's gonna die mm-hmm. um so you, you know yeah it, it takes kind of discipline and focus you know i guess leadership you could call it too but just the idea of people are looking to you mm-hmm. to, to understand how to respond because it's new to them right exactly yeah. so uh yeah your nurses were phenomenal the entire time they were giggling and like i I'm sure that job is incredibly hard, but when it goes smoothly, mm-hmm. like yours did, that's got to be fun. <clears throat> yeah. That's got to be a good time, because they seem to be having a good time. They were keeping it light. That yeah. helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that helped you out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's funny, because I don't really remember certain things throughout the whole time yeah. you know, of being there, but I do remember just like the big moments and the you- time. You Quick had time a baby. I was in pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Very cool. It was dope. You was so, it was so dope. It was when you so had dope that, when I had that baby. When you had that baby, it was so dope. <laughs> Sick. Sick when oh you came gosh. out of your vagina. So tight. Yeah, but I was yeah incredibly lucky to have uh, a pretty good experience. But yeah, um, yeah. But then that's all I got for you, mom stories. If you guys have any fun mom stories, let us know. Because I always love hearing about other people's um, birthing experiences. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, I get squeamish about some stuff. I think yeah. like everybody. Birth stuff, I rarely get squeamish. Really? Uh, again, I, I think it's just something that's so foreign to me that I, I want to learn as much as possible when people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if one of our f- friends uh, was, was talking about, you know, their amniotic fluid or anything like that, like, I'd, I'd be totally interested. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a, cause I know you were talking about like, oh, sorry, it's a lot of information. It is so medical in my mind. Yeah. That it's, it's I don't not know. really a big deal. It's not a personal thing. It's well, like, this happened true. to my body. My body was doing this and it's like, oh, that makes sense that your body did that. That's crazy. Well, and didn't you, okay. So before we got pregnant, I pretty sure you tried a friend's breast milk. Yeah. Yeah. I tried our, our dear uh dear friend claire's uh-huh. breast milk uh you know rest rest in peace yeah um yeah uh, as, as she brought a bottle over i think because yeah uh, she had the, just had a baby girl yeah and, <clears throat> and she left a bottle at our place yeah i think claire was there too um her her boyfriend our, our good friend wasn't there so it was me and somebody else paul yeah, I think so. Maybe? Uh, we tried her breast milk, and yeah, it was cool. It was like, oh, that's wow. That's, that's what that tastes like. That's not what I imagine that tastes like. It's kind of <laughs> muted, but a little sweet. And I do remember. Um, I think you looked at me like, "Is this okay if I taste her breast milk?" Yeah, I, I don't. I've never done that before, so I figure I better ask. Like this came from another girl's boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
last thing I want is for us to get in bed and you're like, good night. And I'm like, oh, is it You might okay? as well just suck to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> that feel good? You feel like a big man sucking on her breast milk in front of me? <laughs> No, that was. I'm surprised that you guys did it because I don't even think I did. I am a curious. She was all about it. She's like, whoever won, go for it. I am a curious, curious man. Yeah. Yep. So funny. Especially, oddly enough, especially when it comes to eating stuff. Not oddly enough. I don't have the best relationship with food. But yeah, if it comes to like trying Trying a food or a drink, Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, sadly, I didn't really get to uh, breastfeed for very long. I think it was maybe. Well, it was a couple of days that mm-hmm. I had tried, and he wasn't getting any, anything out of me. Yeah. He became jaundice. And he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't putting on weight the way he should have. Um, so I remember they had to start for, giving him formula. That mm-hmm. um, I just remember using, it might have been Claire's old breast pump, and like being on that thing for like 45 minutes and not even getting an ounce. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd, I've heard women want like talking about that and wanting to normalize it because i hopefully it's not as much situation as as it was but uh, i've heard you know nurses or other women shaming women who don't breastfeed their child mm-hmm. when it's it is absolutely not up to them you mm-hmm. know i mean many some times. of them just and, choose not to yeah, and that's and fine. that's fine too yeah, yeah it's it's your breast it's your child whatever makes sense to you mm-hmm. go for it you know? But, like, if you see somebody just, like, giving a bottle to a baby and you know nothing about their experience, like, you do not get to judge. I mean, oh, you don't get to judge regardless. Not. But that is not your area to judge. You have yeah. no idea what that mother just went through. She might have, like me, tried really, really hard to get him to latch on and yeah. get something from me, and it just wasn't happening. So unless you want my baby to starve and die, I have yeah. to give formula. Absolutely. You know? And the alternative, I, I think it's silly that some people get uncomfortable if they see a woman breastfeeding in public. That's so stupid to me. Yeah. It's, That's it's, so stupid. It's such a, again, to go to the medical aspect, it is it is a necessity for the child, for the woman. There's no reason for her to have to, like, hide in a bathroom if, if she feels more comfortable with that, with, that, with mm-hmm. finding a secluded area. Maybe it's a little more meditative, a little more calming. But, yeah, if you want to whip your tit out and feed your kid in the middle of the mall, like, go no for it. Like, it's no different. Okay, so... Humans are also, we're, would we consider ourselves animals? Yeah, we're mammals. Mammals, right? Yeah. So what is the difference between um, a human woman feeding her young and say like a monkey feeding their young? Yeah, no. Do you feel the same way about this monkey feeding, you know, the same way that we do? Yeah. No. Good. Just because you sexual, you've been sexualizing breasts in your mind that you think that that's a sexual thing to have part of your boob showing free that get nip. over yourself free that nip free the nip no i mean so dumb. the only difference between a woman and man's nipple is just that i guess men can lactate but it's not a not a, a life-giving thing it's just mm. a over or it's a higher amount of uh it's not estrogen it's something else there is some drug that men may have in their system that then causes them to lactate hmm. you know weird but they're nipples is nipples, dog. I don't I know. know. Yeah. They're just a part of your body. They do yep. things. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- women are supreme. Wild. Wild. Wild, wild women. Mm-hmm. Thank God for MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Something I, I did want to kind of give a quick shout out to. Uh, so 
this podcast I listen to, mm-hmm. All Fantasy Everything. Incredibly fun podcast. I believe I've talked about it on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hosts are Ian Carmel, <clears throat> David Borey, and uh, Sean Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, just sweetest guys in the world. They're a ton of fun to listen to. Uh, but Sean Jordan, and I actually can tie this in, oh. Sean Jordan's, uh, I believe, fiance, not mm-hmm. wife, they were going to get married, but COVID happened. Okay. Uh, she's about to give birth uh, to their daughter, their very first child. Um, so that's super exciting. Yeah. That's a tie-in. But uh, so this, it's a recommendation that uh, you may not really be able to take advantage of, but you can. Uh, so uh, All Fantasy Everything has a Patreon, like a lot of popular podcast we don't have a Mm -hmm. patreon because we're not that popular and that's okay um but they have a patreon and they release episodes like maybe twice a month they'll do mailbags stuff like that but sean jordan recorded his own podcast um it also had uh their producer mars on there Mm -hmm. uh and she she helped out but she also got on the mic and mars seems like the sweetest girl woman woman she's she's a grown-ass woman uh (laughs) but she's a she's a canadian very kind she plays beat saber a ton apparently she's like a master my bestie yeah uh but he did a an episode of a podcast just him and the producer mars called uh something dank that i'm stoked on oh my gosh he's he's a like he could have been a pro skateboarder he's a skateboarder mm-hmm. guy. so yeah he like things he's are got da- the lingo down yeah uh things are dank things are buck he's stoked on stuff <laughs> but it, it was so sweet because it's just positive it was just stuff that he's been like into it's it's a lot like our show mm-hmm. you know especially our opener we talk about stuff that we've been into that right. we really like that's all his show was um, it was mo- it was like news stories of like really cool stuff that happened, mm-hmm. and that was dank. So he was stoked, uh, <laughs> and then he you know talked about stuff that he's been into lately. And then Mars got on mic talked about stuff she's been into. If if you ever want to give it a shot, you know, I recommend you know AFE's Patreon is probably like three bucks a month, two bucks a month, give mm-hmm. or take. Uh, it was I hope he does more because it was so. It was just positive. It was just a really fun, relaxing listen, like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Nice. Yeah, highly recommend it. So you're promoting to donate yeah. to their podcast. Yeah, okay. and also, yeah, I mean, I pay for the Patreon because, like, when the podcast first started and Sean Jordan was kind of getting regular on that podcast, he was still working a job as a in a call center. Oh, wow. You know, uh, uh, Ian Carmel... Um, he's a writer and kind of a co-star now on the Late Late Show with James Corden. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Borey's an accomplished comedian, um, as is Sean Jordan. Sean Jordan's a, a great comedian. He just hasn't quite popped off in that industry like like Ian Carmel and David Borey. David gotcha. Borey is now okay. the uh, voice of Comedy Central. Oh, that's cool. We're watching Comedy Central, and it's like, coming up next, that's, that's David. That's cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really wanted to... Uh, uh, pay for this patreon and promote it here because sean jordan uh is no longer doing his day job Mm -hmm. you know uh he can't really do comedy now but i think he's starting to get back into it as places are doing soft reopens and out outside shows outdoor shows Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he's doing some more performing in portland okay um oh yeah we saw david borey was gonna be or was at uh a comedy club in fort collins yes and i'm sure that was socially distanced and mask and all Mm -hmm. that stuff um, but luckily they're starting to get back into it. So hopefully he can, you know, keep earning that baby money mm-hmm. doing that. But you know, the little I can do 
to give to that Patreon. It's like, yeah, if I can get somebody out of, especially a call center job, mm, there yeah. is nothing. F- this I, might be a I little imagine bit more fun. There is nothing fulfilling about that. Whereas yeah. comedy and this podcast seem to be very fulfilling for him. So yeah, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Support people's dreams. Yeah, you know? why not? As long as their dream doesn't hurt somebody. Exactly. Of course. That's always like the right. golden rule. So um, are you excited for your topic next week? Have you given it any thought? Yeah, I've got no idea what I'm going to do. Nice. Yeah. Mommy Melf Month. There is a movie I've been needing to watch. Okay. That's not really a positive mommy thing, but it is still a mommy thing. All right. Might do that. I'll think oh, about it. Oh, and before I forget, uh, you guys should let us know what you thought of our uh, surprise that we did on last Wednesday. Yeah, this past Wednesday <clears throat> we did a watch-along episode mm-hmm. of, of Jackass. Jackass the movie. Probably should have watched it before we did the watch along because I forgot how gnarly that movie can be. That <laughs> got disgusting at points. So, oh yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. If you did, let us know because we we'd like to do it more often. Yeah. But if it's not something people dig, then yeah, we might still do it. Yeah, <laughs> just for us. We'll see. That's kind of what this podcast is at this point. It's just what gets us our giggles. Yeah. And hopefully, you guys enjoy it too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's no new Marvel media nope. that I'm aware of. Uh, so we're not going to do any uh, spoiler talk after Mm-mm. the episode, quote unquote, ends. Um, I will say, if you're thinking about getting the video game uh, Marvel Avengers, mm-hmm. don't. Oh. It's a bad video game. Oh, no. It's been out for a while. And they're releasing new characters. Like, they released Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, who is uh, uh, kind of Hawkeye's apprentice oh, in, okay. the, uh, in the comics. But man, that game just, I think it really sucked. I played through the story and then there's a bunch of post-game stuff that is just doing the same shit over and over again. That's a bummer. Yeah. And I I didn't find it very fun to play. Mm -hmm. Like maybe two characters that were enjoyable. Iron Man was okay to play. Thor was fine, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my phone's buzzing. Um, Popular guy. Oh, that's me. But, uh, oh, some cool news. Uh, Apparently there's some uh, reports out there that Daredevil is going to make an appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home. Weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the same actor that played Daredevil in the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. I hope it is, because he was great. <clears throat> you know? I don't remember him, but... Really? Yeah. He did a, he did a phenomenal but job, I, I thought. I don't think I really watched too many episodes of that, though. First season is really, really good. Okay. Second season, they get more into Elektra, and it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'd definitely recommend it. Yeah, if they started bringing in some of that net, those uh, Netflix Netflix characters into the MCU proper, which I believe they can do now, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. And keep it the same cast. I re- like the girl that played Jessica Jones. It was the same oh, lead cool. brunette that was Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Yep, and she was in Breaking Bad. She was what, what's his name girlfriend choked on her vomit and died. Yep, I I only know that scene. Um, the yeah, guy that played crazy. Luke Cage was fantastic. Mm, mm-hmm. Of course, Iron Fist. You don't need. You know, you need I like Iron Fist, but you don't know, need him. No, they got they got Sang Chi. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, and they did release some uh, kind of a, a clip, a reel of like kind of big events that happened in Marvel recently, and then it led into some brief snippets from the upcoming Marvel movies. I think that just dropped this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it showed Black Widow, Sang Chi. I hope I'm saying that right. I have no idea. Uh, but they also showed a very quick clip of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see more of the Eternals. That's coming out in like seven months. Was it November or December? I think November. November 5th or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, and then they just showed uh, the the titles for like Spider Man No Way Home and Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they also, I think they, is it just Black Panther two? No, I thought Black Panther had a subtitle. I just forget what Wakanda it was. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah, and another Ant Man. That's cool. I know. And I know, the Wasp, yeah. Yeah, I know Paul Rudd was riding hard for a third Ant Man movie. Yeah. Um, I. A lot in the pipeline, man. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like this kind of break we're having now, because I think next is Loki in June. Yes. Um, is probably gonna be the longest break we're gonna have without some Marvel media for a while between Disney Plus and the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's gonna be pretty consistent. Hopefully, they maximize and execute well i think so far they're doing a good job Mm -hmm. uh like i said i don't i don't think uh falcon and the winter soldier is like prestige tv Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought wandavision was pretty close to it i thought it was really ambitious um i just hope they don't pull a star wars i feel like star wars started to do this oh but then they just they kind of didn't like execute it's like yeah they didn't have confidence in Mm -hmm. You know, the, I don't know if it was the directors or the way the the franchise was going. And so, yeah, first they stopped doing the Marvel, or no, the uh, Star Star Wars story. Is that what it was called? When, like, they did Han Solo and Rogue One. Oh, gosh, I don't remember at all. I think it was, I think they were under the A Star Wars Story banner. Okay. Um, And, yeah, Han Solo didn't sell as well as, you know, Mm -hmm. it only made 200 million instead of 500 million or whatever crazy bullshit. Um. But yeah, hopefully Marvel doesn't fall into that trap. But I mean, if they do, they just pull back a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that either. I love having this consistent stuff because they haven't let me down yet. I know. It's been so good so far. It's been really enjoyable. I'm excited for Loki. Yeah, really fun. I feel like they're they're doing justice to the characters. Definitely. Yeah, and from what I've read from the comics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll, I, again, we, we don't have an outro. Yeah, I think I asked you to write up some... Uh, some. I failed miserably. Sh- should we just off the top overhead? I uh, just I always revert back bop, to don't be a Richard. Bop. Zip, zap, zap. Zip, zap, zap. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and you stay out of my garage. You stay classy, Colorado. Thanks for listening. <laughs> don't stop believing in dreams. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> We can just say bye. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.